Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Today, I'm speaking to Bera Asaba. She is a Dubai-based dietitian, sports nutritionist, a personal trainer, and all-around very healthy person. She's also got her own podcast, Be For Better Health, and we were so glad she took some time out to speak to ours. Hi, Bera. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to connect. We met, uh, I think, what... Maybe a year and a half ago, was it about at a at the Live Healthy event at uh, yeah. yeah, we did connect about a year and a half ago, and it was such an awesome event to think back to, and like the activities we did on that day. We moved a little. We talked about nutrition. We ate some healthy snacks and healthy bites, and it's always good to reconnect in events and can't wait to reconnect in future ones as well. <laughs> and it was neat to meet all of the, you know, you know, you were a real influencer in this, in this country. It was neat to meet all the people that do that. Everyone was just so lovely. So lovely. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It was, it's nice to reconnect, to connect with like-minded um, people who are in fitness and the wellness and the well-being industry and to see what's up and how, how things are going. So yeah, that was really nice. So how long have you been in, um, in Dubai? I've been in Dubai for around three years now. Okay. So you came when fitness was really taking off. Like I moved here in 2008 and in Abu Dhabi, but also in Dubai, it was very, it wasn't happening yet. You know, I like, I've just seen this absolute explosion in both cities now in Abu Dhabi in normal times, I wouldn't even be able to like, there's so many options to work out. There's so many classes, there's so many places to go, but what brought you to Dubai uh, three years ago? So before that I was living in Lebanon and before that I was living in the U S and it was just a change of my change of things in my personal life, as well as in my lifestyle that just had me move to Dubai. I got married and I moved here. Uh, my sister also lives here. So there is a bit of family here. And then I just came and, just started working from home, trying to figure out how I want to start my business, how I want to move forward with things in Lebanon. I was a personal trainer and dietitian. I did have my own clinic, but I wanted to do something a little different moving here. And I was trying to figure out how to go about it. I started out in a clinic again, and then I started doing freelance personal training. But recently with COVID, when there was a lockdown last year, I I transitioned from the in-person world to the virtual world fully. So I no longer offer personal training at the moment that is like in-person or nutrition consultations that are in-person. So now I just have an online business set up um, that's also um, alongside the my podcast uh, where I share a whole lot of nutrition and fitness information, as well as my Instagram platform where I just deliver a lot of content to help people really realize 
that health could be fun, that being healthy feels good. And it's just about small things that you can do every day to feel your best. And uh, that's, uh, that's my mission throughout. With, uh, with a personal trainer and then you've combined that so you can obviously help like way more people now like what's your reach would you say compared to when you were training yeah so I am a dietitian um so I graduated in dietetics and then when I was studying dietetics I felt like it didn't make sense on its own I'm like okay so I can help people eat better but like, how do people get results? How do they like really change their lifestyle? How, like in nutrition, they teach you that, yeah, you should exercise three times a week for 150 minutes or 150 minutes a week. And I'm like, but like, is that enough? How do you increase performance? How do you do better? So that's when I went and I did my certification in personal training alongside it. And I, I merged the two together and my reach is to always be able to help people bring them in together because their results are amplified when you combine healthy eating with exercise compared to just healthy eating, in my opinion. And I refuse, I refuse for people to just go on like calorie deficits if their goal is to lose weight, for example. Like that's just, that's just brutal, you know? Like you're just, what are you gonna do in order to, to, to feel healthier or to lose weight, for example, if that's a goal that you have? Um, I think merging it with exercise uplifts your energy, changes the dynamic, makes you feel good um, and gives you a bigger purpose in health than just, you know, maybe reducing your cholesterol levels or your triglyceride levels or just losing weight. Whatever it is, I feel like combining exercise with that allows me to reach a lot more people and allows them to live much better and happier lives. So what's your exercise philosophy then? What's like, what, if I came to you and I said, okay, I want to eat really healthy, but I've never exercised before. What would you, what would you suggest? So I would, what I would recommend is to, depending on the level that you're at, like just start with anything that you like. It could be just, if walking is your jam, then let's just do that for the first, you know, week, two weeks, 30 minutes of walking, 15 minutes of walking every day, whatever works in your lifestyle. Is it yoga that you really love? And let's just do a few classes of that. Is it dance? Let's do that. You want to hit the gym? Let's do that. You want to do home workouts? So the objective is to really just move, get in the rhythm of doing something that makes you feel good. And most, most, most importantly is to stay consistent with whatever you choose. Um, so if you like it, stick with it, put it in a schedule, put it in your calendar. Let's make it happen because things creep in, right? this happens, this event comes up, your schedule gets really busy. And when that happens, we tend to like, just forget about that thing, just because it's a little inconvenient, or we're not just used to it yet. It's not a habit just yet. So we tend to push exercise away as the first thing that's unimportant, or that you don't want to squeeze in. But once you put it into your schedule and get consistent with it, I think it's very important. The other thing that I am very I feel very strongly about is incorporating resistance training when you are ready to incorporate resistance training for several reasons, including bone health, um, increasing your muscle mass, increasing your metabolism, all that dopamine that also comes with it, feeling good, feeling strong. And it's, it's good for whatever age you're, you're at right now, but it also helps for when you're 
if you're consistent with it, it helps you in your 70, helps you in your 80 to get off the chair feeling strong, to not be fragile, to live a long, healthy life, to be able to lift your kids up if that's what you want to do, to lift your groceries up, to put that luggage up in the, you know, in the cabinet, the in the airplane. So to to incorporate the functionality of life through resistance training, I think is essential for all of us to feel like capable, strong human beings, I think is where it's all at. So start wherever you are, get into resistance training when you can, let's get strong, let's get, you know, physical, let's get functional for our everyday life. That's where I see physical fitness. I love hearing, I love hearing that because in, you know, when someone is, has never exercised to think the joining the gym or a, or a place with classes, it's like, they're going from zero to 60. And I feel like they'd be so tired and sore that it would just be almost setting up for failure. If you just walking is so people don't pay enough attention to it. I don't think like, it's just walk, right? Like just, and even when I've fallen off the wagon from working out, you have that, Oh, I've got to go back to the gym rather just like put your shoes on and go for a walk. And then you're one tenth of the way there. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We have some questions that we took from Live Healthy Social Media. So I'll start asking you those. I like this yeah. one a lot because we all have saboteurs in our life and people that make, I remember when I started years ago at the national newspaper and it was, I was around all British people and they used to make fun of my green drinks and my bulk. I came from Canada in 2008 with my bowls and my Tupperware and they were all treating me like I was some sort of weirdo. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I love it though. I totally vibe with that. How do you stay motivated when no one else in your life is supporting your health journey? When no one else is supporting you, you know, what do you do? So, you know, it's tough, but I think it takes a lot of mental effort to stick to whatever it is that you want to achieve. For me, it always starts with really having, I think we've heard this a lot of times, but it's so important to really have a strong reason why you're doing everything that you're doing because when things get tough do you remember your why why you want to do that it just keeps you centered and strong no matter what's coming your way and having reminders or mantras about it um saying something to yourself every morning when you meditate or you journal or you wake up and you have that specific goal in your mind or maybe even putting a vision board so re like putting something on a vision board that you want to achieve through your uh, fitness journey or your health journey, putting smoothies, putting a lifestyle that looks vibrant to you, cutting it out from a newspaper or printing it out and putting it on a vision board, just to surround yourself with what it is that you want to achieve to keep it as a reminder so that that motivation is always there. And you're always uh, reminded that like there is a reason why I'm doing this and I don't have to be bullied or shamed or you know in any way or form from other people for doing something that I want to do I think for me it's always been that I am very focused and I have this sort of tunnel vision towards certain goals and then I know I can achieve anything because we all can achieve anything right Um, and so when I know that and I remind myself that I can achieve anything that I want and I put that in my mind and I set a goal, I just get that tunnel vision, look nowhere else and just stay focused. But also another tip that would be useful here is to communicate your goal with those around you if you feel comfortable enough to eventually do it. Like let's say it's your spouse, let's say it's your partner, 
family member, mom, sister, just explain to them why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And I think you'll be surprised that they will support you. And at the same time, they might actually jump on that wagon as well. So they might actually join you in your goal. And you might be a huge inspiration to a lot of people around you. You just don't know it yet. So just keep pushing through. And uh, I think that's, that's something that really helps. What do you think? I like that a lot. One thing I heard years ago that um, always, I notice now I see it is that the people who criticize you for doing like healthy things in personal growth, they're never doing more than you. They're always doing less than you. And once you see that, it's true. Like there's never a more successful person or a more fit person saying, why are you going to the gym? Like, why are you eating this? Oh my God. I'm so happy to hear that today. Actually, what a good reminder and a good way to look at it. Absolutely. You're not judging people. You just inside you're like, well, of course they're going to say that. Cause I'm, I've, I've heard it's like, you're threatening them a little bit because you're going to, you know, you're going to move past them. And we all have this you know, society likes everyone to stay at a certain level, right? It's a bit hey. someone. So anyway, it's like it's a little fun game whenever. I wish I knew that when I was lugging my food into the newsroom and everyone was making fun of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But how did you get through it? Uh, well, I just thought it was funny. Like I just made a joke about it. I didn't, it wasn't really upset, but I would think like, how am I getting made fun of for something that I know is healthy and all these people are eating really terrible food. So yeah, I just was sort of like, this is very bizarre. But I, British people are so funny that they like they get away with a lot, right? Because they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they are hilarious. And I have to say that even though we do a lot of self-growth and a lot of self-work and development, I'm always surprised to sometimes see how pe- some people are just not there yet. And you're like... Dude, I thought we're moving on from having trolls online or people on social media that are still like bullying others or shaming others. But I think it's just understanding that there are these people and they exist and they're going through their own thing. But then there are other people who are working on themselves and you can cultivate a better community and an environment and maybe looking up communities that are doing the same stuff that you're doing, hanging out with them and seeing what they're up to and having that little crowd that also has green smoothies and little Tupperwares, yeah. <laughs> I think would be really helpful. I always surround myself with like-minded people, which helps a lot. Me too. And it's not like it's, you just want to be around people who agree with you all the time, but it's just mm-hmm. easier for you to grow when you're with them. And, um, and then you, yeah, I just think being aware is like doing a little sociological experiment sometimes. I, I was just- I love that isn't healthy at all. And he was criticizing everything. He was criticizing the gym and he was criticizing. And I'm like, dude, you've never even been in a gym. So I don't think, you know, what the people inside of it, you know, he's like, they're all want to look like Kim Kardashian. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Not true. Um, okay. So you are a big advocate for breath work. And mm-hmm. I think on Instagram recently, you talked about using breath work and fitness. I'm very bad at this. I think you know, I think I just recently started focusing on like breathing mindfully through my workouts, but how can you use breath in exercise? So it feels more like to bring yourself into the moment. It feels more like a meditation or more mindful. Yes, this is so good. I think it's always a challenge for a lot of us to be in the moment generally, whether it's exercise or not, right? There's so much going on in the world um, and it's very distracting. The phones, the emails, the notifications, there's a lot, right? So I think doing meditation in general in the morning and working on like your breathing and centering yourself is essential to the process. 
But at the same time, when we're exercising for people who are just starting out or who are slightly intimidated while they're at the gym, they tend to be focused on so many other things that are going on. Like, is that person looking at me? Do I look funny? Am I doing this right? So you're focused on like, 50 other things than the actual exercise that you're doing. So what I highly recommend is whatever level you're at. And this is for me too. If I'm having a super busy day and I go to the gym and I'm just like, you know, going at it with the weights, for example, and I'm, my mind is elsewhere. It doesn't help me with the exercise that I'm doing. So what I try to do are these three things. So number one, I, before I get into the gym, I take a deep breath and I focus uh, my energy and my mind towards what it is that I want out of this gym session, right? So this gym session is to really get me stronger. I really want to do better with this specific exercise. I want to increase the weights or I want to finish this entire session. So starting with a really big intention before you go in or a really small intention when you first go in. The second thing is when you are training to do that muscle mind connection with every single rep, especially because you have to breathe with every single rep as well. So it's inhale and then exhale, right? So every time you do that, I want you to think of how the muscle feels that specific muscle for that specific exercise, and really build that muscle and mind connection that allows you to recenter refocus and once you remember to do that, you're also going to remember to breathe because I also know that a lot of my members or when people do workouts with me, they forget to breathe when they're doing certain exercises. It's like you hold your breath in a plank, but don't hold your breath. In a plank. You're supposed to breathe, right? So this is always a good reminder that with every rep, you're supposed to be taking a breath and exhaling and recentering muscle, mind, muscle, mind. How's that muscle feeling? So you can really stay focused and get out of the um your to-do list and the third thing that i like to do is maybe have like little mantras and little things to recenter yourself when you start getting distracted like or when things get really hard in the workout um like i'm strong i'm capable i'm i can do so much this is so good for me um and whatever it is that really resonates with you during exercise um and just keeping that sort of mantra or like reading them before you go to the gym or having them in a notepad on your phone and just checking in when you start losing a little bit of focus i think helps us recenter and refocus and it it really helps when things get out of the way like out of you know out of order no this is a good one uh i would ask this too because I work, okay, do, do you believe people should always work out towards a goal? What are your thoughts about people working out without a goal? I'm goalless. I just like working out and being strong. <laughs> I don't have a goal. But hey, you just said you like being strong. Yeah, That's a goal. Cool. It's I not a very specific like, one. I feel like train, a lot of trainers are like, we want you to get you here and you're there. Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you need that? I mean, listen, I love goals just because I don't think I've ever thought about something without a goal. It's how I've been programmed as a dietitian um, and as a personal trainer. It's very interesting to challenge that thought. And I think there's no harm in challenging thoughts because we're always evolving and changing. And I personally like goals because it's I, I like to have something to shoot towards and to, that keeps me going. And I think it's the... I personally believe it's the reason I'm consistent because I just keep going after something. Um, 
And I think not having the goal totally works if you find that you're happy and that you're not necessarily, we all have our struggles. Even if we have goals, we have our struggles, right? But if you feel like you're having a struggle with consistency, then maybe looking at putting a goal for yourself might help you stay in a specific lane so that you can reach something and then putting a different goal. But the goal doesn't have to be weight loss and it doesn't have to be number based and it doesn't have to be physical like shape either. It could be my goal is to do seven zero from zero to seven pull-ups or zero to 10 pull-ups. And that just signifies strength to me or functionality to me. So maybe what would be helpful if your bigger goal is to get strong, what does get strong mean to you? Is it, you know, like just to consider and to dive a little bit deeper into that thought, like what does strong mean? And let's see if we can just put something to work towards if you like that idea. But if you don't, you really don't have to. Okay. My goal is just like work out so many times a week. I, my goal is to have a full laundry basket of uh, workout clothes that I have to wash. That's yes. like that. I'm like, Ooh, this has been a good week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that mindset. Yes, sure. There's some weeks you're like, hmm, not yet. Um, okay. So, <laughs> <Not> yet. <laughs> what are the best hacks for strength training if a person can't afford to buy gym equipment? <clears throat> right. So, and <laughs> hence COVID lockdown and all that good stuff that happened to all of us all of a sudden. And then trying to order anything off Amazon was just a complete nightmare. Couldn't get anything for two months. I'm like, but I think COVID will be over in two months. But what we did end up doing is I used water bottles for a good two months. So I started using like the 1.5 liter, which is around 1.5 kg. Um, And then I eventually started loading up my backpack with water or books. So you can use books, water bottles. If you're looking for resistance training, you can use your towel as well to do things to challenge yourself. For example, um, like doing hamstring curls, if you know what that is, like using a, a towel to increase the resistance or the challenge. Same thing with the plank. You can use the couch at home to do step-ups. You can use the chair at home to do push-ups. You can... Um, you really can't like you can use the counter in the kitchen like you can use so much at home to really challenge yourself but I think if you are able to invest in very basic equipment like just a pair of 4 kg dumbbells at home or even a resistance band that doesn't take a lot of space either I think it just helps with activating certain muscles and allows you to enjoy training at home a little bit more as well Um, so yeah, these are predominantly the things that I personally used during COVID. And just as long as you have empty space at home, you can do so much and you can just change your workout program as well. You can train for time instead of weight. So you can train your plank to go from 20 seconds to 30 seconds to 40 to one minute to two minutes, you know, so you can challenge yourself in different ways and it doesn't necessarily have to do with equipment at all. And one more thing that I did during COVID is I did make use of the staircase in my building and that was my form of cardio. So I'd go up and down the staircase and I would listen to podcasts and listen to audiobooks for like 15 minutes. On you. I remember when it was in lockdown and I thought, well, I'll just do the stairs. And I got my music and I was ready. I was, I had allotted an hour and I did it. I have eight, I did it 25 minutes and that like, 
a big was goal. Gasping. I was, it was the hardest thing I'd done in so long. It was hilariously hard. And I just laughed because I was like, my picture of myself was like, I was just dee, 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 up and down. No, it was like, uh-uh. that is a good workout. Like, holy moly, stairs. Hence why I said 15 minutes on the stairs, because I also put some pretty big goals and I'm like, oh, this is really, really challenging. So it was a really good way to actually strengthen the glutes, get my core engaged to do like some sort of cardio. So taking advantage of stairs, um, your walkway, I even did lunges in the hallway. I got like super creative. There's always, I get a little, this is my question. I get a little confused sometimes at my age, we're supposed to be doing strength training. I get a little confused. Does that mean I have to use weights or because I have some cool workouts where, you know, it's just a lot of repetitive, like bar type movements and yoga Pilates. I love all of those. So are those doing it for me in the same way? That's a great question. So as long as you're actually progressing in the workouts, then that's good. And what I mean by that is that as long as it's challenging you every single time but if eventually the class is becoming like oh I wasn't able to do a plank now I can do a plank and it's really easy and there's no longer a challenge in the class then we need to reconsider what we're doing and that's why weights is used as a measure because it you can increase the weight that you're using right and the more you increase the weight the more you're strengthening the muscle the more you're progressing so it's really all about progress so that the muscle goes under tension and it breaks down and then it rebuilds so as long as we're doing that in a way and you're getting maybe a little bit sore every now and then or you're you know you're challenging your body and you're working out a like a, a sweat or just feeling that challenge then you're good to go um but just to make sure that you're not like doing the class and super fly super easy and you're just happy to get it over with okay and this is another question um from social media some people get skin discoloration from the sweat and friction of daily exercise i did not know this You've been talking a lot about skincare. Have you ever encountered this with anyone? I actually haven't encountered skin discoloration. However, I can see that these things might happen if maybe we don't do like proper hygiene. Like if you don't wash right away after the gym or, you know, you're staying in the sweat for long periods of time. But personally, I don't know. And I would check with a skin doctor um, to double check how and why that might be happening. And I'll just wrap up by asking you, like, how did COVID, do you feel like it's changed you in any way? And and, I mean, it changed your business, but like for you inside, inside yourself, your soul. Yeah. So I think COVID allowed me to reconnect with myself definitely a lot more. Uh, reconnect with my spouse and my husband who was living with me for like the six months that we were under lockdown and at home and it allowed me to slow down and um, take time for myself and to realize the importance of spending quality time with the people that you love um, and connecting with them on a different level and to I have a, a new I didn't think I could have a new appreciation for travel but boy <laughs> do I have a new appreciation for travel and seeing new things and experiences? And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's mainly it with, with COVID allows you to focus on the good and it 
you know, you can so easily focus on, on the bad and the toughness of it. And definitely it was tough and it was a lot to get used to, but I think it's also cool because it opened so many doors for so many people and it challenged a lot of people in different ways. And I hope that just allows for growth for all of us. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that, that was COVID for me. Well, you have changed your whole business model. So how can people get, um, how can people get in touch with you, find out what you're about, get, get sure. into programs? Yeah, so um, they can reach out to me through my Instagram, which is where I mainly hang out at Bara El Sabah. And then they can also find me like on my website and they can check out the programs, my blogs and my podcast. Uh, so the website is baraelsabah.com. And then the podcast is B for Better Health. I'm super passionate about it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I love connecting with people there. Um, so yeah, that's how they can connect with me. Okay. And Baraz also her podcast isn't one of our list of healthy podcasts that you should tune into she's been doing it you've been doing it for a while now you've been doing it for how many a year over a year two years no so it's been since 2017 so around three years now okay Uh, four years early adopter you're an early adopter (laughs) oh my gosh I love it I'm obsessed with podcasts it's so fun isn't it it's just like it's like having conversations, but with a purpose. The reason, <laughs> the reason I started it is because when I had first moved to Dubai, it was the only thing that would really keep me. I didn't have much to do. And so whenever I was just trying to figure something out or like I wasn't really working and I was at home doing the laundry, I'd have like a marketing podcast on or like, so, you know, something to keep me company. And I was addicted to podcasts. So that was one of the main reasons why I started my own, because I also wanted to, to share this kind of insight and be a companion to a lot of people who are taking their walks or driving their cars and just want to hear something about health and wellness or even on the treadmill. So what are your I favorite, love them. What are your favorite podcasts? Ah, good question. Um, so I really enjoy Robin Sharma. Actually, I've listened to his podcast like three times over and over. Um, and I love Brene's Brown, Brene Brown's podcast. I am a huge fan. Every time she has a guest on, I end up buying the book that that guest has. And, uh, I think those are the main two that I'm absolutely loving at the moment. Okay. Good. Brene Brown and Robin Sharma. He's the monk who sold the, sold the Ferrari. The Ferrari. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about you? How about you? What are your favorites? Oh gosh. Um, I really, really like Dr. Mark Hyman. He's a functional mm. medical specialist in the U.S. He's just got amazing yeah. stuff. I love Dave Asprey, yeah. the bulletproof coffee guy. He's just like a biohacker. Yeah. And for mental stuff, I really like Mark Robes. He's like a relationship. He calls himself a connection specialist, but he does everything. He's a Canadian guy, oh. and I really like him too. He's the only one I don't know from the other two, but I'll check him out. Yeah, he's got beautiful stuff, beautiful people. And you don't have to be single. Like it's, you can be in relationships and get tons of stuff out of it. It's, it's really changed the way I relate to people, you know? So oh, these are always good. These yeah. are always fun to change, to change the face of the things that you listen to. Oh, That's good. I mean, what it's brought to people, it's amazing. Well, listen, it's so great to speak to you. And thank you so much for coming on our podcast. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Likewise, you too. Thank you for having me.
That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the livehealthy.ae podcast.